Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is brought to you in part by Iowa Right to Life, the largest pro-life organization in Iowa who work to protect life from fertilization to natural death. Go check out their website at iowartl.org. That's iowartl.org. Org. This is Shane Vanderhart and got Ron at the board making the magic happen. We appreciate you listening to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Ron. Yes. The weather, man. What'd you do? Uh, <laughs> I you don't know. You've been it? praying harder for good weather in August? Um, you know, there's p- p- people that have been lobbying me to do the rain thing, and I've kind of resisted that. You don't want to do rain dances? Well, That'd be no. kind of fascinating <laughs> to watch you do a rain dance. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I think the neighbors would probably call the cops. So, yeah. <laughs> You're doing the rain dance clothed, right? Of course. Okay. Always. So, I'm trying to picture why they. No, I don't want to picture. Never no, mind. No, you don't. <laughs> so, uh, this is Christian Talk Radio, so we probably should yes. you know, be careful what we say. After all. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so, <laughs> okay, I got to get that image out of my mind. Mm. Yeah, but it's 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 great weather. I mean, absolutely. I, 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 this is what we were supposed to be like having early June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, the summer's been really upside down with weather. It's it feels crazy. that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, hopefully it, this will be good for the state fair stuff. So I, I hope be cool. so too. Yeah. Well, we've got on the line a very special guest. He's calling in from Alaska, but it's actually our Iowa Secretary of State, Paul Pate. Hey, welcome to Captain Thoughts Radio, Paul. It's a pleasure. So what are you doing in Alaska? Are you checking out on, uh, you know, the, investigating the Russians, see if they're there hacking the election? Yeah, well, it's their feelings that you can see them. Well, we're pretty close. Uh, okay. No, it's our, uh, it's my wife and our 39th wedding anniversary, so we're just relaxing a little here and, and enjoying some quality time together. Cool. Well, congratulations. Um, hey, I just wanted, I wanted to talk to you this week because, uh, well, for one thing, I, uh, you, you guys are doing something with small businesses I think our listeners need to hear about. Um, you got a project r- launching? Well, we're, we're kind of busy on all, on all fronts. Uh, we, we are continuing our partnership with Google, uh, which if you come to a state fair, uh, they'll be there with us and they will help put you uh, on the map, per se, okay. so that uh, people looking for your business can identify and find you faster. So that's one of the services we're offering up. And uh, and then we're uh, we're continuing to upgrade our technology because uh, so much of our stuff is, is literally uh, decades old. So I tell a joke, we skipped the whole Bill Gates era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so we're doing a lot of that to help small businesses since we have some really good numbers we We've seen over 20,000 new businesses started in Iowa last year. It's a record number. Uh, wow. Uh, 9,000, and then went to 12, and it's just really been jumping up, and I think it's a good sign. Yeah, that is. So uh, how are you looking at streamline? Because, you know, I, I'm looking at your potential opponent in the general election, and this is one thing that, he, that he's got to streamline, you know, how small yeah. businesses registered. I actually have an LLC. Um, right. And I didn't think that, that, that it was that onerous to do, um, especially the, the, you know, the re-upping, um, sure. the filing after, after the fact has been, you know, that's a piece of cake as well. But what right. are you looking at doing to making it, you know, to make it more streamlined? Well, 
not to sound like uh, a Fifth Avenue uh, uh, advertising company, but we, we really are truly looking at working at the uh, speed of business, not government, which means 24 hours, seven days a week, you should be able to go online and process whatever you need to do so you can keep your business flowing at the pace you want. Uh, a lot of this is dictated not by just our office. This is something that uh, the legal process internationally, you know, if you want to form a company, uh, you're going to do business perhaps in different countries, different states. So there's a certain criteria you've got to do. You know, right. Like you don't get an option. But uh, for us, we're, we're looking at technology. We're going to make sure we can file everything online, that you can have it done literally right where you're on online. You don't have to wait for someone to have to review it for weeks. Uh, we're looking at... Uh, uh, better procedures so that if there's a glitch, maybe you didn't fill it out quite right, we'll be able to give you that information immediately rather than wait weeks and weeks. But uh, a lot of that's, uh, you know, important as a business. As a small business owner myself, I appreciate it, and we're going to stay focused on it. But uh, we're a leader on that front. I mean, I look at what other states are doing around us, and they're, they're quite a ways behind us. Now, there are a few big states. You want to go to Delaware, who is one of the corporate mega headquarters right uh but uh for iowa we're right right at the top cool so you just had a for 2016 the voter id online registration rollout how's how's that been going i think it's 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 right on track uh when we started working on elections integrity uh we spent a lot of time looking at other states looking at the laws making sure that we were going to uh not be uh disenfranchising anybody but we wanted to also do a better job administering elections so we could uh, reduce any doubt in people's minds if there's an error or fraud, but also to make the experience better. So you're not going to have to uh, be turned away because your name is on a list or something. But uh, basically the bill that we passed brings in technology so that when you come to the polling site, we'll have all the information in front of us. We'll know if you should be voting, if you're, if you're uh, a registered voter, if you are a resident of the district. Uh, make sure you're not a uh, felon who has not had their rights restored. All these key things, but we're putting them on the burden of our administrator side, not the voter. So it's user friendly. Mm-hmm. And the key thing is, uh, you know, Americans and Iowans have said overwhelmingly, 70% plus, they wanted an ID component. They think voting is very, very important. And you should ask for something along those lines, just as you would if you were doing any other kind of formal transaction. We use IDs all the time and our get on an airplane uh, to purchase alcohol, to, to uh, do a legal contract, cash a check. So the legislation we did says, okay, we're going to ask for ID, but it's going to be a driver's license. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got one of those, we can use a passport or last. There's about 5% of islands who don't have a driver's license. We're going to mail them for free they don't do anything. We already know who you are because we have in our database in December. They'll get their ID cards. And if they lose it, we'll send them another one. It's that simple. And then new people who come in to the election process who don't have a driver's license, we'll do the same for them. They don't do anything. We do it all internally. So nobody will be turned away. And uh, we're doing a soft rollout. So anybody voting this fall on a school or city elections, they'll be asked for an ID. But if they don't have it, they'll sign an affidavit. And then but come uh, the next election cycle, uh, they'll be asked for ID cards. Uh, it's, again, it's a soft rollout to get people acclimated mm-hmm. and get comfortable with it. But even if you don't have the ID, we'll just do a provisional ballot. So right. you'll have a chance to come back and uh, you know show your ID at maybe 
later that day or the next day. Uh, so no one, again, no one's going to get turned away. Okay. Hey, you're listening to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, and on the line we have Iowa Secretary of State Paul Pate, who's in Alaska being, hopefully, avoiding grizzly bears. Well, you probably want to see a grizzly bear from a distance. No, we spotted our we spotted our three. Now I'm just waiting for a couple a couple moves, maybe and maybe a, uh, if we get far enough north, a polar bear. Yeah, so I, I just saw this video. This guy had these bears kind of following him on the tra- the mother bear, grizzly, and and cubs following him on this trail. So hopefully that's probably a little bit closer than he wanted to see. But anyway, <laughs> then then but really we know you're there investigating the Russians, but we'll keep hush hush <laughs> about that. So. Um, yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you, you, you Jim Maurer, who's probably going to be your opponent in the general election, um, mm-hmm. said, he said, I'm running for secretary of state because I want to make sure all the votes are counted. And he's, he highlighted 6,000 votes that weren't counted in 2016. What is he talking about? Does he know well, what he's I talking about? I, oh, I think he's like oranges and apples here. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, what he's referring to is an incident in Dallas County where the, uh, uh, county auditors failed to uh, take the absentee ballots, like the tally sheet, and didn't put it on a ledger. And so they missed, they did, they missed uh, some significant votes. And then they certified it and sent it forward. Now, what he doesn't acknowledge is the bill that I sponsored and got passed will now have measures in it to try to avoid those kind of scenarios because we'll have post-election audits which means after the election, before they certify it to my office and to the state, they have to do a certain procedures, and that one of those procedures would have helped to avoid that situation. So you, know, you live and learn. That was a case where a county made a mistake. Uh, our office actually caught it, but fortunately we need to do it on a more timely basis. We don't want to be waiting days or weeks or months later. We need to do it before um, we start putting the final tallies up. Okay. So what what else is going on in your office that our listeners should know about? Sure. Well, I I just want to make a clear message to the voters of Iowa that uh, our election integrity is one of the best in the nation. We we don't vote on the Internet. We don't vote by mail. We use paper ballots, and that's how we can ensure a lot of the integrity. We also have got your friends and neighbors who work as poll workers. So they're frontline people that are there to make sure we have the integrity. So nobody in Moscow is going to be changing your vote, but uh, the same the same breath, I've got to make sure we stay on guard. Because there's always somebody out there trying to manipulate or try to play with the game. But what I'm concerned about is all this false information being put out there and some political antics that what we can do is disenfranchise voters. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, we play right into the Russians' hands. Now, I don't think the Russians were trying to change a vote. I think they were trying to make us... Uh, become uh, uh, disenfranchised and not want to vote in our elections in general, right? And because cause that kind of a of a problem, don't let them do that to us. Don't fall into the trap. Uh, you know, be a voter, and uh, your voice can be heard, and that's what makes uh, our country so great. Okay. Now, you recently were contacted by the ACLU. They wanted to do an open uh, records request. What yeah. what was that all about, and how did you respond? <laughs> Well, they, 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 their cause may be good to, in their, in their, from their perspective, but they, uh, sometimes they're a little more too transparent about the politics. Uh, they were concerned about the presidential commission that recently been appointed, and, and they had sent out an initial letter wanting a co- master copy of all registered voters in every state 
one of their names, addresses, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, the whole nine yards. And almost every one of our secretaries around the country said the same thing. Well, you're not going to get it. Right. Well, well, every I, state. Yeah. Thank you for that. Every, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But and, and every state knew their our law does not allow us to give you social security information or driver's information out. Now, not to confuse people out there, but there is a partial voter list that gets given out. That's what the campaigns use. That's what the parties use. You can't, the, the, the aluminum siding guy doesn't get to use it to market to you, but there is some base information, but none of that has got to do with your identity that could be used, uh, you know, to do harm. Mm-hmm. And we were, my office was on record immediately saying we weren't going to do that, but uh, the ACLU, I think, was trying to score some points and they wanted to do a FOIA, Freedom Information Act, and wanted to know all the letters and everything I'd gotten and everything I'd sent to mm. this group. Uh, to the presidential commission, and we'd already told them we hadn't sent them anything because we kind of just blew it off when it came in. It was like, no, they didn't mean that. Yeah. And in, and, and in fairness, the, uh, there was an injunction placed on it right away by some other groups, so we we had not responded. But they were, I think, trying too hard to score some political points. And hmm. I said, look, we're transparent. We're, we're going to give you what we have. But uh, I assure you, no, nobody knows how you vote. It's secret ballot, and mm-hmm. we are not handing out your Social Security number or your driver's license number. Those are confidential. Well, you, you talk to some people, they they might think the Russians know how I voted, right? Because they <laughs> hacked the election. Yeah, well, <laughs> there, there's always some bad guys out there. I call, I call them stupid people doing stupid things. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's big money in identity theft. And that's not just elections. They're constantly trying to get into corporations and hospitals and mm-hmm. anybody else that they can manipulate and get into databases. So we spent a lot of extra time, and, and we need to, to, to assure Iowans that we're putting the proper protection out there to keep the bad guys out. So you guys are going to be also doing, uh, including the governor's race in your in your State Fair straw poll uh, during yeah. during the Iowa State Fair. So is that is that going to be by primary, or are you going to do a mock general election, or how, how's that going to work? Well, it, it's, you know, hey, state fair time, you know what it's like in Iowa. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the granddaddy of all fun times, and and uh, we have a tradition of doing our straw poll, and what we'll do is we'll have uh, opportunities for Iowans or people who attend the fair, they can uh, vote for their choice for governor on the Republican side or the Democrat side, uh, because I haven't official track my office has, but I know we have at least two Republicans who have announced they're running for governor. Mm-hmm. I believe there's two or more Democrats who, there's several Democrat names, but I think two have stepped up. Yeah. So they'll be on there, and there's a Libertarian. And so they'll, you'll have a chance to choose which of those three parties. Actually, you can have a choice for other. Mm-hmm. You can pick the other. And uh, also, we've got some other fun things in there, like the mascot, which is what's your favorite university mascot. Uh, what's your best favorite food at the state fair? You know, we want to make sure you have a little fun. Well, what's your favorite food at the state fair? <laughs> Pork chop on a stick. Oh man, that's a quintessential <laughs> Iowa answer. Good, good job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's the good one, man. Like it's so tender, it falls right off that stick. You can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that too. I mean, there's a lot of good food. Um, they're having the mm-hmm. Iowa's best burger, I think. On I can't remember what date. I'm gonna have to. Look that up. That's the Iowa Cattlemen's, Cattlemen's Association yeah. is going to have that. Um, they do a good job, too. You're right. Yeah. Well, hey, ha- thank you for calling in, and have fun in Alaska with your wife. We we'll do. We appreciate you doing that. And, and I'd like to encourage our listeners to 
Uh, check out, if you've never been to the Iowa Secretary of State website, go to sos.iowa.gov, and there's a lot of great information about you, you, a lot of uh, voter data if you're interested in if you're like me and you're kind of interested in seeing where the voter registration numbers are a lot of good information um, a lot of good information about filing uh, for as a small business uh, so check that out it's it's a great resource so secretary of state uh, uh, pate just ha- have a have a great weekend and Will we'll do. see you back in iowa all right you take care hey take care This is Caffeinate Thoughts Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Brian Myers of Myers & Associates. If you're involved in maintenance at a manufacturing plant, you know how costly it can be when a machine goes down. And if the reason that machine went down is because the electronic controls on it failed, it can really be problematic if those electronics are obsolete. Well, not to worry. We represent Providence Industrial Electronics Repair, and they can get your machine up and running in no time. They repair boards, drives, servo motors, light curtains, you name it. So if you need industrial electronics repaired at your plant, or if you have other industrial maintenance needs, give me a call at 515-490-2640. That's Myers & Associates, 515-490-2640. Myers & Associates, keeping your operations running. Welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is only possible through the generosity of our sponsors. Be sure to check out Travis Riswold of Modern Woodmen of America. Call Travis at 515-883-0029 and he can help you find the life insurance you need as well as uh, Crosswalk Ministries with Scott Owen who offers biblical counseling and conciliation. Give him, give him a call at 515-635-5465. Again, that's 515-635-5465. Or go to crosswalkcounseling.org. Hey, on the line, I've got a friend of mine, a very special guest. Uh, Dr. All our guests are special, though, I have Absolutely. to say. Yeah, we, we don't have any guests that are not special. Some are more special than others. <laughs> but we've got Dr. Karen Ephraim. Um, who's the president of Education Liberty Watch and the executive director of with uh, Florida Stop Common Core Coalition, and uh, and mom, and you're probably wearing some other hats too. You got a lot going on, don't you? <laughs> Kinda. Kinda. Yeah, <laughs> well, lots happening right now. Okay. <laughs> on a number of levels. Yeah. So I, we were chatting on the phone the other day, and and uh, you know you've written about, um, I think you're pretty knowledgeable about this whole thing called social emotional learning and I, w- I want you to pretend as you talk about this that I, as if i know nothing which may not be hard to you know imagine um but i i, I would assume that our, our listeners probably this this might be the first time they're hearing this phrase social emotional learning what the heck is that well i have 
a definition from the Collaborative for Academic Social and Emotional Learning, which is kind Castle. of the 800-pound national gorilla. And that's Castle. Of, yeah, Castle. Yeah. Um, and they say it's the process through which children acquire and um, effectively apply the knowledge, attitudes, and skills necessary to understand and manage emotions, set and achieve positive goals, feel and show empathy for others, establish and maintain positive relationships, and make responsible decisions. Well, Karen, Karen that, that sounds good. What's, what's wrong with that? Well, they say their goal is to create a good student, citizen, and worker. Oh, okay. Um, which is perhaps, those are perhaps good goals, mm-hmm. but I think we should all be a little bit leery of government organizations setting those goals and establishing norms and definitions of something that's extremely subjective and um, that has major implications for uh, freedom of conscience and data privacy and those kinds of things. They're basically usurping the role of the parent. Okay. Yeah, because the parent, yeah, that's not, oh, yeah, that's right. Some of the things you're saying are things I'm trying to do as a parent. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So uh, where where are we? Okay, uh, going back, this, uh, I know this has probably gone back. One of the first, my first exposures, I guess, to SEL um, was a Department of Education report that's talking about yeah, um, persevering, you know, pers- persevering and grit and tenacity. We just call it the right. grit report. And I'm like, how do you measure perseverance? How do you measure grit? How do, what does tenacity look like? And uh, how how are these things being trickled down in the classroom? And what can parents be looking for? Well, the scary thing about about the grit report and really about all of social-emotional learning is that the big organizations like CASEL and other ones like the National Association of State Boards of Education admit in their documents that SEL is tied to Common Core. Okay. Now, Common Core is supposed to be about learning math and English better so that you can go to college or get a good job. Mm -hmm. It isn't supposed to be about um, government-induced thoughts, attitudes, values, beliefs, and behaviors. Yet, Mm -hmm. if you look at some of these documents, um, they talk about how they are clearly tied to Common Core, and there's even a quote in the GRIT report that admits that um, non-cognitive factors for 21st century skills is now (coughs) part of the Common Core standards in math. 
So basically, they not just want kids to learn math, but to feel good about learning math. I mean, <laughs> trying how what how are they, how are you know what are they trying to teach here? I guess when it comes to math, I mean, how uh, boiling down, what have we seen in the classroom? How what kind of an impact is this making? Well, it has to do with all of this fuzzy learning and going away from the standard algorithms that served you and I and many generations of students up until the Common Core quite well. And so not only do you have to do math their way, which is is not working out academically, but they're trying to to foster and monitor the attitudes that you have about it down to um, monitoring how many mouse clicks your child uses. And if they had their way, they would be monitoring other things like facial expression and posture analysis and um, skin conductance, which actually measures the heart rate, which is a means of emotion. And quite unnecessary and quite invasive for the learning of math. Right. And what they seem to want to do with that all that extra data is to decide at a quite young age whether Johnny should become an engineer or a truck driver and whether Susie should become a chemist or a waitress and slot their education based on these really subjective things that are then um, that are then um, analyzed for predictive testing, which is notoriously inaccurate right because you- children children change I mean look at Colin Powell or look at Ben Carson, if those kinds of systems had been used when they were young, Mm -hmm. we would not have their um, gifted brilliance in their fields today. Right. You're listening to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, and on the line I've got Dr. Karen Ephraim, who's the president of Education Liberty Watch and the executive director with Florida Stop Common Core Coalition. Uh, Karen, uh, we're seeing what's basically where what states are leading in, in this movement, and and uh, you know where where can parents see some some uh, I guess some telltale signs that this is being introduced in their school. Um. Castle put out a report a few weeks ago about um, which states are employing social-emotional learning in their Every Student Succeeds Act state plan. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's 
I wrote about that on the National Pulse, and I, it would take me a second to find it, but um, here we go. Um, there are, you know, some really concerning things like turning teachers into mental health therapists, mm. you know, mm-hmm. who, who monitor their kids for signs of social-emotional stress. And there was an article in um, the Wall Street Journal just recently um, from a pediatrician who was talking about a mental health screening tool that was being used um, by teachers in the classrooms without a wit of parental consent. Um, Illinois is using Title II funds to build on its resources for family and community engagement, SEL, cultural competency, behavioral health issues, and recognizing implicit bias, among others. So that gets into the whole controversy of you know, the LGBT issue or mm-hmm. um, Muslim Islamic indoctrination is is a yeah. major <laughs> problem. And right. Illinois is one of the first states um, that established social-emotional learning for K-12. through Almost every state, unfortunately, has social-emotional learning for pre-K because of Head Start. And Head Start has um, has social-emotional standards that cover things like gender identity for three-year-olds. Oh, wow. Um, so that's in almost every state, unfortunately. And um, they're starting to put this stuff on on report cards, aren't they? Uh, Like, you know, Susie showed lots of perseverance. I'm giving her an A for perseverance in in class. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, uh, as as a parent and and, and as, as, well, as a former teacher, um, I'm just, how do you grade that? I mean, what do you? You know, uh, because uh, I guess because, you know, Bobby maybe didn't get too confused or he stuck with it when he had to do this asinine, you know, common core math problem. He didn't get frustrated. Therefore, you know, <laughs> I mean, right. uh, so I, I, I'm just like, I, I, it, it, it's just it's mind boggling to me that they're starting to to I mean, teachers, have uh, they've always included notes on on on, on uh, report cards. Mine always had a lot of praises, I have to admit. No. Um, <laughs> Shane's kind of lazy and needs to work harder. <laughs> I, I think that was on, 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 on a couple of great, uh, report cards I've had. Uh, but, you know, the, these things like, uh, you know, she's showing a lot of grit. I'm like, when I think grit, I think John Wayne and true grit. I mean, just, you know, that, that, I don't think of, you know, elementary school kids having grit and tenacity. Um, to to get through the you know those stupid math problems, I just uh, it, it just seems like a colossal waste of time. 
Well, it is a colossal waste of time, but it it has major implications for um, for privacy mm-hmm. and really for their futures. Because if colleges and employers, you know, especially the big corporations that work with the business roundtable or the chamber of commerce, um, start looking at that stuff, you know people's freedom is going to start going way down. Yeah. So, hey, where can uh, people learn more? Give us your website real quick. EdLibertyWatch.org and FLStopCCCoalition.org. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Thanks, Karen. Hi, this is Brian Myers. When I needed a better life insurance plan, I found it with Travis Rizvold of Modern Woodman of America. When I first met Travis, he wasn't like some other life insurance agents that can be pushy and try to get you to buy something. Travis just made himself available to me. That was it. He told me to let him know if and when I needed anything, and he stayed in touch. When the day came and I did need to make some changes with my life insurance, Travis met with me and walked me through several options so I could make an informed decision. Ultimately, it was the best decision for my situation. So if you need a better or the best life insurance plan for you, call my friend Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. His number is 515-883-0029. Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. He can help you find the life insurance you need. Call him at 515-883-0029. Every human being has God-given dignity. That's what we believe at American Principles Project. We work in all 50 states and in Washington, D.C. to promote life, religious freedom, local control over education, economic progress for working Americans, and a return to the constitutional principles that make America great. Want to help us out? Visit our website today and sign up for email updates, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. That's AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is sponsored in part by American Principles Project, the conservative political think tank in Washington, D.C., American Principles Project believes that human dignity should be at the heart of public policy. They work in all 50 states and in Washington, D.C. to promote life, religious freedom, local control over education, authentic economic progress for working Americans, and a return to constitutional principles such as federalism. Want to help American Principles Project? Visit their website today, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. That's AmericanPrinciplesPlesProject.org. Sign up for email updates. Send a small donation their way. Help them out. They're a great group. Hey, well, this uh, this segment's our news rundown. I've just got a few stories I wanted to share. Uh, first of all, on the Russian probe front, um, not and not the investigation that, that Iowa Secretary of State uh, Paul Pate's doing in Alaska. <laughs> uh, this is something different. This is, <laughs> is going to be like a longstanding joke. He goes to Alaska <laughs> to investigate the Russians. Uh, Politico reports that Bob Mueller is using a grand jury 
And here's what it means. It's at Thursday's news that Special Counsel Robert Mueller is tapping a uh, grand jury as part of his ongoing investigation, jolted Washington and sent pundits to the airwaves seeking to explain what this latest twist in the Russia story might tell us about President Trump's ultimate fate. There's no doubt this move is significant. It means Mueller believes there is a sufficient evidence that a crime was committed to warrant a criminal investigation. But people, but people are leaping to conclusions that the public evidence doesn't yet support. Only a grand jury can issue an indictment, which is the only way that someone can be charged with committing a felony pursuant to the U.S. Constitution. Merely impaneling a grand jury does not mean Mueller will ultimately seek an indictment, although most grand jury investigations do result in someone being indicted. Uh, when a prosecutor does seek an indictment, indictment one is almost always returned by the grand jury. Hence, the old saw that a grand jury would indict a ham sandwich if asked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We're going to have to wait and see on that. It could be nothing uh, or it could be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do I think this is the beginning of the end of President Trump? Uh, I'm, I wouldn't bet that. But I suspect there's, you know, somebody somewhere involved that probably had some, you know, there's some wrongdoing. And more than likely, they're going to probably try to get that person to flip mm-hmm. and tell them more information. So yeah. it, it's something to keep an eye on. Um, and, but I have to, you know, I have to say again, President Trump needs to let this run its course. Because if he interjects, if he tries to fire Mueller, it, it just, it does not look good. If you are innocent, you should have nothing to worry about. You just keep on doing business as usual. You know that's right. Um, and and move forward, and let this let this run its course. I, frankly, I still think they're going to find much to do about nothing. Um, though I I do I do say his son's um, meeting with the Russians. I think we talked about last week. Uh, you know, it it that doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, whether it's level of criminal activity, that's you know I think that's debatable. But it just it simply didn't look good. Um, and then he should have never had a meeting to discuss, op, you know, with the intention of discussing op, um, opposition research with any Russian official. Yeah. Um, next, New York Times reports John Kelly quickly moves to impose military discipline on White House. In his six months as Homeland, Se- uh, Homeland Security Secretary, John F. Kelly often described the White House as one of the most dysfunctional organizations he has ever seen. Complained to colleagues and, and allies about its meddling, incompetence, recklessness, and was once so angry he briefly considered quitting. Now, as President Trump's chief of staff, he is doing something about it with a suddenness and force that have upended the that has that has upended West Wing. Mr. Kelly cuts off rambling advisors mid-sentence. He listens in on conversations between cabinet secretaries and the president. He has booted lingering staff members out of high-level meetings and ordered the doors of the Oval Office closed to discourage strays. He fired Anthony uh, Scaramucci, and I can't remember if we talked about that. The mooch is gone. Yeah, we talked about him being in, but we didn't talk about the uh, Ten dismissal. days. Ten days. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I was like, I, I, what have we had? What have I? Uh, I've had leftovers in my fridge longer than <laughs> Anthony Scaramucci. Uh, was White House communications director. I've had gum on the bottom of my shoe longer than he was in the White House. Anyway, so he got canned, and I'm like, 
Congratulations. He Very needed to be king. He should never been hired in the first place. Yep. Uh, anyway, this bombastic New Yorker was briefly the communications director and has demanded that even Mr. Trump's family, including his daughter Ivanka Trump and son-in-law Jared Kushner, check with him if they want FaceTime with the president. Um, <laughs> that's that's um, that that might be harder to you know since they are family. Yeah. Uh, though traditionally, usually uh, the people with no knock privileges and the people, well, you know, the people can go. I, I think he should be able to control who goes in and out of the Oval Office. But who goes in and out of the private residence is probably a different story. So, um, yeah. but then again, they're both you know White House advisors. So anyway, it's mm-hmm. that that's interesting. He said on Wednesday his third day on Wednesday his third day on the job. He delivered a message about respecting chains of command, backing um, decision of Lieutenant General H R McMaster, the National Security Advisor, to dismiss Ezra Cohen uh, Wat, uh, Watnick, a Kushner ally and staff member on the National Security Council. It was a move Mr. Kushner and Stephen K. Bannon, the president's chief strategist, had long opposed, according to uh, two administration officials. Whether Mr. Kelly, a retired Marine general, succeed in opposing military discipline on a faction-ridden White House remains in doubt. Mr. Trump has never been known to follow anybody's direction in Trump Tower or the White House, but Mr. Trump has never encountered anyone quite like Mr. Kelly, a combat veteran whose forceful management style and volatile temper are a match for the president's. If anybody could do it, it would be him. Yeah. If he can't do it, I don't think there's anybody who can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting to watch um, and keep our eye on. Uh, Washington Post reports that West Virginia's governor switch, uh, switching, uh, it's actually he switched parties, and Democrats just hit a new low. In November, Republicans solidified and or expanded their majorities in all levels of government, they write. Um, and it looked lo- as if things couldn't get worse for Democrats, except it just did. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice announced Thursday he's leaving the Democratic Party just six months after taking office and becoming a Republican. I'm not entirely sure what motivated this. I- it'd be interesting yeah, to curious. hear what motivated him to do this. An extra twist of-, of the knife for Democrats. He did it alongside President Trump at a rally in West Virginia. Ouch. Like it or not, but the Democrats walked away from me, he told Trump supporters. West Virginia, I can't help you anymore by being a Democratic governor. It's not immediately clear why Justice is doing an about-face, but the fact he is underscores just how fragile Democrats' hold on power is. With one politician's decision to switch parties, Democrats now hold a record low number of governorships, and Republicans hold a record high. Justice will be the 34th Republican governor, tying an all-time high for the party. Republicans now control both the governor's mansions and state legislatures in 26 states. Democrats have total control in just six states. Wow. In 2018, um, they write they'll have a chance to pick up governorships with Republicans defending 27 of 38 seats. Uh, well, if, you know, since they got such a clear majority, of course, they're going to have more seats on the line yeah uh, but there's many in blue or purple states uh for instance like new jersey i think is going to probably flip back to democrat after chris christie's gone um mm-hmm. that's that's once that i think that's one obvious switch uh of course in iowa i don't know if we're still considered a, pur- a purple state they might still consider us a purple state i'm uh, our governor's race is kind of interesting so i i yeah. don't you know 
um, now the Branstead's out. It, it's kind of wide open. Um, you know, Kim Reynolds is technically incumbent, but not really. You know, it, you know, as far as she was never elected to be governor. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be a lot more competitive than it would have been. Anyway, hey, this is Caffeine Thoughts Radio. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back in a moment. You and your spouse are like two chemicals that become combustible when mixed. Your actions and reactions just tend to set each other off. I'm Scott Owen with Crosswalk Ministries of Central Iowa, and it's time to pause for peace. Early in your marriage, the differences brought fireworks that brought spark and energy to your lives. But the addition of busyness and bitterness have created a concoction that simply explodes and rocks the foundation of your marriage. Understanding how you and your spouse respond when threatened can bring stability to your volatile mixture. One tendency is to become aggressive and to push for solution. We call them attackers. The other is to run from potential conflict. We call them escapers. Two attackers have quick combustion, but the smoke clears quickly. But if you have an attacker and an escaper, the explosion takes longer, but the fallout can be more devastating. For healthy chemistry with your spouse, call Crosswalk Ministries at 515-635-5465 or online at crosswalkcounseling.org. Taking me back to the 90s, Ron. Absolutely. Or is that 80s? I'm trying to remember when uh, that. I think maybe it was late 80s. Late actually. 80s, yeah. Hey, we appreciate all you listen. Please don't forget to check us out at CaffeineThoughts.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Now, due to the sheer volume of material we have available, because the leader of the free world loves Twitter, today we are once again ending the show with the top Trump tweet of the week. Brought to you by Myers & Associates, serving the Midwest with industrial maintenance products and services. Call them at 515-795-3676. Again, that's 515-795-3676. Myers & Associates, keeping your operations running. So without further ado, the top Trump Tweet of the Week. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was actually hard to find a, a good one to oh, share. Oh, man. So kind of going back to the, the John Kelly story, um, I, I noticed a discernible change in President Trump's Twitter feed um, after he took off, after he you know, took the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, he said, you know, Mr. President, you really need to get this on, in hand, yeah. what you say and what you don't say on Twitter. So, but he did make a comment, and this isn't, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. I just want to talk about it. Uh, he, tw- he tweeted out on August 1st at 8.55 a.m. At least it you know, wasn't we hours of the morning. I sure. think that's one thing he, that got cut out is he's not tweeting, you know, when he should be sleeping. Uh-huh. Only the fake news media and Trump enemies want me to stop using social media. 110 million people. I'm, th- I'm assuming that's including... I don't know if that's just Twitter. I haven't looked to see what his his follower count is, if that's Mm -hmm. including Facebook. Only way for me to get the truth out. Well, 
I mean, there's some, you know, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. At least it's unfiltered. He can get his message out unfiltered, whether that's the truth sure. or not. There you go. That's, that's a good question. That's the, that's the debatable thing. It depends yeah. on your perspective. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he's lying constantly on Twitter. That's not what I'm saying <laughs> at all. Um, but, you know, he definitely has um, his idea of what's truthful in certain circumstances uh, than others do. Uh, here's the thing. I've never advocated they stop using Twitter. I just wanted them to stop using it as an adolescent. Mm-hmm. To be a bit more thoughtful then? Yeah. To yeah. be a little bit more thoughtful, to, to be careful what you tweet about, to, um, you know, your Twitter account shouldn't necessarily be what drives the news cycle. <laughs> I mean, then again, part of you know, part of me has to wonder if this it wasn't somewhat by design, uh, because I, and Sarah, Sarah Palin was probably the last person to do this mm-hmm. well, I, and, and I think was the leader in uh, in really taking your message to social media. And of course, the White House, or the Obama administration, you know, did it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're big into social media, uh, but Sarah Palin. Uh, had the ability to to drive news media with a Facebook post. Now, obviously, she you know doesn't have the influence she once had. Mm-hmm. Um, she's hardly even a blip in the news media cycle anymore. Yeah. Um, but when she was still governor, and right shortly after she resigned, it was it was interesting how you know she'd post something. Uh, she wouldn't take media requ- interview requests and things like that. So they had to rely on what she was saying on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Trump is a little bit the same way. I mean, not quite. I mean, because he does interviews and they have press briefings and things like that. Uh, but this is, a, yeah, to get the, the his message out unfiltered, definitely. I, he just needs to be more responsible with it. I have no problem with a president using social media. It's just all how you use it. That's, mm-hmm. you know, certainly it's a tool in your toolbox. Use it, but be responsible with it. Hey, this is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, everybody.